Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Wow. Holy jump up and sit down. Well, Dad, I can't believe a 12-point million dollar baseball cards. Back in the 50s, you would have to spend like 50 cents on that. Not even. Ten cents back in the 50s. This was 1952. New York Yankee, Mickey Mantle, rookie card, limited edition. Perfectly cut, perfectly preserved, authenticated by who, I don't know. Could be a fake as far as I'm concerned, but... Kind of looks like a fake to me. Somebody spent $12.5 million for this one baseball card. Now... Yeah. You don't know Mickey Mantle, right? Nope. Never heard of him. Okay. Mickey Mantle was my favorite Yankee ball player growing up. Everybody knows that he was number seven. But he wasn't number seven. Because actually when he came up was a year before 1951. So I'm going to tell you the story about the phenom Mickey Mantle. Ooh, yes. Tell that story. Coming out of Oklahoma, he rose through the Yankee minor leagues. Destined for greatness. In fact, they already had a number for him to maintain the legacy. They had number three, Babe Ruth. Right. Number four, Lou Gehrig. Oh, yes. Number five, Joe DiMaggio. Yeah. Number six was Mickey Mantle. Really? So 1951, he comes up. He's wearing number six, which eventually would be worn by Cleek Boyer, third baseman, brother of Ken Boyer, who became the MVP in 1964 for the St. Louis Cardinals, who beat us 4-3 to win the World Series for the Cardinals against his own brother, Cleet. But mm. that's a story for another day. That's a, that's a rivalry. So Mickey Mantle comes up through the ranks, spring training. He's ready to start the season. The first few games, he can't hit the ball. Yeah, it's like the, the Yankees today when I saw it. It's like... Wow, that is some bad... Strikeout, strikeout, strikeout. So they send Mickey back to the minor leagues. He comes up at the end of the season and actually plays in the World Series, 1951. So he's in right field. Joe DiMaggio is still playing center field, number five. Mm -hmm. And they're playing the New York Giants for the World Series, who were right across the Harlem River. You could just walk right across that bridge from Yankee Stadium to the old Polo Grounds. And who's up in the batter's box? The Say Hey Kid, Willie Mays. Willie Mays. Another great center fielder. He hits a bomb right to right center between DiMaggio and Mickey Mantle. Mm -hmm. DiMaggio makes the catch on the warning track. Mickey Mantle stops, and his spike gets caught in the drainage pipe, and he rips out his knee. Yeah, it's like, ah, my knee. This is 1951. There's no corrective surgery. So every day after the game, he's in the whirlpool. He wears ace bandages, and he drinks whiskey for the pain. And he went on to become one of the greatest baseball players of all time. But he then started wearing number seven. 
because is his favorite number. I know, but still, they took the number six away because they said maybe this guy ain't ready for prime time yet. Yankee fans hated Mickey Mantle at first because he was replacing Joe DiMaggio, so oh. they booed him. Boo! Yeah, booing boo. that guy. Then in 1961, he's batting fourth. Before him, Roger Maris, number nine, batting third. They're neck and neck. They're going to break the major league home run record of New York Yankee Babe Ruth. Oh, yes. Mickey Mantle injures his knee again. He finishes the season with 54 home runs. Roger Maris goes on to hit 61 home runs as a Yankee, breaks Babe Ruth's record of 60, and the fans were booing Roger Maris because they now love Mickey Mantle. That's oof. So you see? That comes full, full circle. circle. From booze to booze. praise. Great. From booze to pain. And then to praying. Exactly. And that was the life of Mickey Mantle. Kind of like that. In those days, now, with that kind of baseball card, it's like a limited edition of a Charizard card in the 90s as a kid. That's right. It's like the ultimate luxury. And I had all these things. baseball cards in shoeboxes. I don't know where they went. They could have been yours. They could have been mine. They could have been yours. Well, it's the Freakazoid Trendoy Jet Setter. Ozzy Osbourne, best known for his days with Black Sabbath, right? The Headbangers Ball, the beginning of heavy metal, and the dark side. Probably the one lasting memory of Ozzy Osbourne when he was with Black Sabbath is that at a performance in front of about 12,000 people, he took a live bat in his hands and bit the head off, the blood going in all directions, and he didn't catch rabies. Ever since then, this guy has been a magnet for every conceivable sexually transmitted disease that mankind has ever known. Can I say mankind, womankind, non-binary kind? I cover the bases. So all of a sudden, recently, we heard that Ozzy Osbourne, who you need subtitles to understand. You know, he was in that uh, reality show called The Osbournes with his uh, dreaded wife, uh, the Wicked Witch of the uh, East, Sharon Osbourne, a combination of Kathy Bates and Sybil. What a piece of work she is. So she came rushing back from London because Ozzy Osbourne had every medical problem imaginable, neurological, lung problems, couldn't stand up, looked like he was going, going, gone. Plus, he had postpartum depression. See, I could say he has postpartum depression, which only females get because I've been told that men can have babies now. So tough noogies, I'm claiming he had postpartum depression. And he's at Cedar Sinai Medical Center in L.A. And they do the operations and they fix him up and patch him up. And now, just like the song that he sang with Black Sabbath, Paranoid Paranoia, He's paranoid and he has paranoia because he says he's got to leave America because America is not the same America he came to. There's all this violence. There's all these killings. There's all these mass shootings. He must have been seeing the billboards all over L.A. and in his drug-induced psychosis put up there by the governor, pretty boy of California, Gus Newsom, who wants to become our next president over my dead body, at California taxpayers' expense, says, don't leave California for Texas. That's the capital of mass shootings, Uvalde, El Paso, et cetera, et cetera. 
So this fake, phony, fraudulent Fugazi, wannabe now heavy metal rap, excuse me, heavy metal star, with a star right there in Hollywood Boulevard, Ozzy Osbourne says, I don't want to die in L.A. I don't want to die in L.A. I want to go back to the U.K. Well, let me tell you something. Do us all a solid, Ozzy Osbourne. Live in hell with Sharon in the U.K. That wife was a combination of Sybil and Kathy Bates. And then when you kick the bucket, don't come back here and take a dirt bath in the U.S. of A. Stay in the U.K. with your freaking union, Jack, and kiss the arse of the biggest welfare cheat in the world, the Queen. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Oh, the swagger man has no plan, Eric Adams. Ah, this guy again. He has dug himself a grave, a political grave, and he's boxed himself in the corner. Oh, yes, he is. Because Governor Abbott, who had no intentions of sending the illegal aliens from the Mexican-Texas border here to New York City, he was having them go on the Greyhound, pound the hound to D.C., because he wanted them to go to the gates of the White House to call out to their puppy chulo, Joe Biden. Yeah. Who in the campaign against President Donald Trump said, who's your daddy? I get elected. Andale, andale, come on into America. Who's your daddy? And he was doing that. Of course. And the mayor of Washington, D.C. said, I got to call out the National Guard. This is overwhelming us. But then Eric Adams, like Lenslice, mm-hmm. the house mouse, you know what a house mouse is? Of course, a house mouse is like, you got a house and a mouse just scurrying all over the place of the political world. That's right. It's a cop who always stays in the precinct, never goes outside. That's what he did for 22 years. So anyway, in this case, he's run out of space because now Governor Adams is sending all the illegal aliens, pounding the hound to the Port Authority every day, four or five buses. He uh, leased out the Milford Plaza, right in the heart of Broadway. Fourteen other hotels, says it isn't enough. And now says he's going to go to the owners of the summer campgrounds, upstate, Lake George, Finger Lakes, all throughout the Adirondacks, and to the summer camp owners in nearby New Jersey in Sussex County, West New Jersey, and he's going to see if they'll lease their land now, which is not being used during the school season. Exactly. So that we can house all these illegal aliens at our taxpayers' expense. Yeah, exactly. We paid the taxes. The, the aliens came in, wanted to start a new life. And what we do? Nope. Just send them right to the summer camp. It's like World War III all over again. Ah, summer camp. Hey, Cardinal Dolan, you're the one who welcomed the illegal aliens, but you say Catholic charities can't pay for them because you don't have money, right? So you want money from us! You know what this is all about, Anthony? This is all about the profits. Exactly. Show me the money! Where's the money, man? Show me the money! Now, in the letter that Eric Adams wrote to all the camp owners in New York and New Jersey who own summer camps, mm-hmm. he said, we have federal funding 
to be able to rent and lease your space to put the illegal aliens in there. Now, that's a lie. He hasn't gotten a penny. Exactly. It's all been a lie to us. We see the lies, Adams. That's right. From Papa Chulo, Joe Biden. Now, as you know, Eric Adams has said he's the Biden of Brooklyn, right? Oh, yes, he is. Or more like the Lincoln <laughs> exactly. of Brooklyn. Exactly. <laughs> he, he keeps telling tall tales, big stories. Well, guess what? You boxed yourself into a corner. All of a sudden, you got no place to put these illegal aliens who keep coming into the city at your invitation, Andale, 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 to Nueva York. And we're going to get stuck with the bill. We the sucker taxpayers. Yeah. We don't want that. That's Come right. Come on, Adams. By the way, Eric Adams, do your job. Stop all this crime in New York City. Do your job. Yeah, unless if you want to get replaced. By him. Ah. Let him do all the work. Four years from now, I'm coming for you, Eric Adams, swagger man with no plan. Four years, we're coming after you. Ah, so here's the story. A fitty cent, fitty, fitty, a.k.a. Curtis Jackson. As you can see, he's a brother from Southeast Queens, but he culturally appropriated my name. I'm 68. I think this uh, schmuck, this putz is what, 42, 44, 46, 48. Anyway, I got at least 25 years on him. But he has got to be the luckiest rapper in the world, and I'll tell you why. Years and years ago, when he was establishing his reputation in Southeast Queens, he was slinging crack outside of the Rochdale Co-ops, not far from JFK Airport. And all of a sudden... His fellow degenerate hip-hop rapper, Ja Rule, took exception to that, came by with his crew, capped some shots from his gat, bang, 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 and they shot 50 Cent, a.k.a. Curtis Jackson. Count it, nine times, nine times. As Curtis Jackson always said, yo, man, Sliwa, he ain't nothing. He only got shot five times. I got shot nine times. Okay, so he survived against all odds. That's number one. Number two, he got involved in a consortium that at first he didn't want to get involved with. But a group of guys from Queens and the Bronx said, yo, man, we can scam a lot of money. We can get bottles of water right from the New York City tap, right? Because everybody likes to taste the New York City water, which comes from up in the Catskills. And we'll bottle it and put food coloring in it, food coloring, and we'll call it vitamin water. And these idiots, these hipster millennials who have come in to New York from Iowa where there are more pigs and people and Idaho where there are more potatoes and people will pay an outrageous amount of money for bottled New York City tap water that we put food coloring in and we call it vitamin water. And boy, they did. And then all of a sudden, the king of all bottled water companies, soda companies, whatever's bottled, Coca-Cola in Atlanta said, hey, 50 Cent, you and your homies, we're going to buy vitamin water for $4 billion. But what am I? The guy scammed the money. All it was was water in a bottle from the tap with food coloring. Then he gets sued for defamation and slander by a woman because he took videos of her doing the nasty, nasty without permission, 
put him out there for public consumption. And then he declared bankruptcy. He said, I don't have a nickel, dime, and penny. Liar. Now, all of a sudden, he's claiming he's the victim. He put out a product. You know, like all these hip-hop rappers, they put out products. Vodka, whiskey, an aperitif, an after-dinner drink. And actually, 50 Cent, he had to follow in the footsteps of P. Diddy, who really first started this. And now he's claiming he lost money, but not because the product didn't sell, but because internally one of his homies took the money and ran. Now, I thought that 50 Cent believes in the street snitches get stitches and end up in ditches. The only reason he's claiming this is he don't want to drop dime on his homie because I don't believe his homie stole any of his money. I think this liquor, this aperitif just didn't sell. And now he's got to pay taxes on it. And actually, this guy never pays taxes. So 50 Cent, you are the luckiest man alive because you lost money in this venture. You're not going to pay taxes. You're going to claim you got robbed. And meantime, you've had a lifetime of doing rap records in which you have projected the code of the streets, snitches, get stitches and end up in ditches. And now you're claiming you're victimized, so you're going to rat out one of your own homies. Get out of here, 50 Cent. By the way, I want my name back. You culturally appropriated my first name, Curtis. I had it before you. Ohio, ready for some quick mental health facts? Let's go. Nearly 2 million Ohioans live with a mental health condition. In the U.S., more than 50% of people will be diagnosed with a mental illness in their lifetime. Depression is a leading cause of disability worldwide. So why are some of us still stigmatizing people living with a mental health condition when we know all of this? Let's listen to the facts and beat the stigma. Ohio, challenge what you know about mental health at beatthestigma.org.